Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. Hello, my beautiful chosen girls. It's so great to be with you again this month, and I'm very excited about our guest today that we're going to be talking to. This is our August podcast, and school is going to be starting back very soon. And because it is, I thought it'd be great for us to dive into a little bit of a topic about fear in children. And I have a special guest that I will introduce to you. This is Miss, uh, Mrs. Brett Dotson, but she's a wife and mother. She has three beautiful, awesome kids. She's a certified restorative therapist, and she conducts faith-based counseling, and she works with her father. I love this. We were just having a conversation <laughs> about this. Dr. Mark Jones with the Texas Liberty uh, Alliance Group. And he started this in 1992, and he is a licensed marriage family therapist. And we've had Dr. Jones, I call him Mark, you know, (laughs) on our podcast many times, but we're honored to have his daughter here today because she specializes in children, God and, and, you know, young, young children, but any young adults, preteens, you know, things like that. And God's given her amazing insight into helping that generation, that next generation, which we believe air and summon and preach and talk about all the time, our next generation. And, you know, we want to help families and help our kids. And, you know, she can help, you know, has this a unique ability to recognize their problems and what's going on in their life and then to deal with those, but also bring out their potential and maximize the God gifts that are in them using faith. Okay. It's faith-based counseling. So I'm so glad you're here today. Thank, Thank you, you, Britt, for being yeah. here. I've known Britt a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Way before she was married and had kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she's such a beautiful, a beautiful, woman now, and uh, we're so glad to have her. And um, I told Britt that what started this conversation with me, with her, was uh, a couple of Sundays ago, we had gone to eat after lunch, um, we eat lunch, sorry, uh, Rick and I after church, and we were getting out of the car, out of our car, and there was this family getting out of their car right beside us. And I just started this, a young family. They had young kids. They had a little boy and a little girl. She was younger. I didn't know them, but I just started this conversation just like, oh, they're so cute. Mm -hmm. How are you today? Good to see you. Because that's just kind of the way I like to talk to people. (laughs) And they were saying, oh, we're good. And and I looked at the little boy and we were walking into the restaurant and I was kind of having this conversation. And I said, oh, I bet you're excited that school is out Um, so because school had been recently out and she said, well, he's is, but he's afraid. And, um, it really hit me because it hadn't been long since the Uvalde things had gone on and she, and I mean, he was so little and for him to say that he was afraid to go back to school in the fall and wondering as a parent, I'm sure, how am I going to deal with this? You know, we heard during the Uvalde stuff, all the things about, hey, try to keep your kids away from social media, from the news, 
but it was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah. And there was really no way to completely isolate them, probably, unless right. you just kept them in the house and not away. And you didn't talk about it. You kept them away from everybody mm -hmm. for several for months. Yeah. I mean, because it kept talking. So here we have this little boy who is just so little, yeah. and he's afraid to go back to school. And so that just made me think about, wow, how many more parents out there yes. have children that are dealing with fear, and especially fear now. Now, I mean, with because of Uvalde. Now, before, it was the fear with the pandemic of the right. last two and a half years, right? I mean, these little kids who, you know, you're seeing, I know with you, you're probably seeing a lot of anxiety Correct. Yes. Uh, with children coming in, right, and seeing that. And because they're seeing things they've never had before or seen before, and they're afraid, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, it's like a, a new wave that has come on the kids. And so it's important to identify that in your children uh, so that you can start to speak to them, you can start to train them, you can start to minister to them, because it is something everywhere they look, there is a form of fear that they're having to walk through that they're exposed to. It may not even be exposure within the home, right. but they go outside of your home and they're exposed to it. Right. So it's imperative that we start training our kids and teaching our kids in that way so that they're prepared when they do walk out of your home. Yeah. Well, now this, like this little boy said, I'm afraid, yeah. but a lot of children won't say that. Right. They won't say, I'm afraid but so, you know, when you say to recognize it, what are some things that uh, you can see or notice that might show you that that's kind of what's going on in their life, right? Yes. Yeah, so anxiety in children doesn't always um, relate to like what we feel as anxiety as adults. So sometimes they'll just get a stomach ache and mm -hmm. that's all they know to say, my stomach's hurting, my mm -hmm. stomach's hurting. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they're a little more hesitant going out uh, they come up with excuses. I don't want to go there. I don't, you know, they just, maybe where they used to go, they want to go to the park. They no longer want to do that. So when you start seeing the hesitancy, um, start being aware of that. Maybe they start crying or getting agitated a little bit more. The agitation is also a form of anxiety in kids. Yeah. So that agitation shows that they're bothered by something. Yeah. And then so you want to figure out, it's not always an attitude thing. It's not right. always a rebellion thing. It's not a rebellion or always yeah. that they are angry. Right. I mean, obviously, those are obviously ones, but obvious yeah. ones. But that's good that you're saying what you're saying about what signs to look for. Yes. Yeah. And so when you start seeing those changes in your child, uh, you want to, to sit down and take the time to speak with them Okay. Uh, because they're obviously letting you know something's going on. They just don't know how to communicate it. They don't know how to express it. Right. A lot of kids, they don't have the knowledge and the tools on how to communicate how they're feeling, especially the younger ones. Of course. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they just know they're feeling something they don't like. And they don't know what to do with it. Correct. Mm. Yes. And so that's why it's also important as parents to create a safe environment for your children to speak up um, or for you to speak to them. Mm -hmm. If they feel like, oh, if I'm going to say how I'm feeling and mom might shut me down because she's busy or, oh, well, you shouldn't be feeling that, then they're usually a little more hesitant to mm. let you know how they're feeling. Mm. So 
even if it feels insignificant to you or you feel like it's something else like a rebellion or a disrespect, take the time to ask them. Ask them more questions. Mm -hmm. uh, when did you start feeling this? Uh, what else does it feel like in your body? Are you, are you nervous? Ask them questions. Give them some, you know, other answers that they can come up with um, because maybe they have a, a lack of knowledge how to like finish that sentence. Now we don't want to overexpose them. Sure. Um, where you, you start creating scenarios for them to fear, mm -hmm. but give them some, some ways to express themselves and take the time to do that. I think time is the biggest thing. And I know as moms, it's as dads, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. time is so limited. We're always right. going. And if you have multiple children too, it makes it even more difficult. So setting apart time for your child is important in this as well. Yeah, that's so good. So uh, recognize maybe, like you said, that hesitancy. Recognize right. that, uh, okay, um, this is something different. They're responding. It's not how they normally do. And then right. take that time, the main thing, biggest thing number one time right yes take the time to to and start this young yeah. not just because of what's been going on now and if you've never done it with your kids it's not too late to start correct you start taking the time where you're having conversations with them start at an early age if you haven't started then start now it's never again too late to start yes. and then start having conversations when you're sitting down and just, you know, talking to them yes. about their day. Because you want to create, like you said, this safe yes. atmosphere. Yes. Right? Yeah. For them to feel safe, that they can talk to you about anything. But I like, I love the point that you brought out, too, about overdoing it. Because sometimes you're like, they're going, well, gosh, should I be feeling Should this? I be afraid, yeah. Should I be afraid? Because then you start getting, because, you know, if the parents are afraid... Mom, if you're afraid, yes, you're going to project that onto your kids. Correct. Yeah, you will. You will. Whether you know it or not, you will, and they'll fit. They'll sense that. Yes. Right. So, yeah. as a parent, we need to deal with that. Right. Correct. And we actually need to deal with it before we even start that conversation with our children. So, yes, not only okay. spiritually will it be something that they can feel, yeah. but also our mannerism, how we interact, it changes when we're afraid. When we're anxious, when we're wow. hesitant. And so your kid is has a special bond with you. So they'll pick up on that, but then they'll also start noticing how you react. Mm. So yeah, even if it, let's say it's something immediate and you need to talk to your child and you're feeling uneasy about it, you're feeling fearful, you're feeling anxious, step away, go step in the bathroom, in your closet. Right. Take a time to breathe that out, let it go, and speak scripture to yourself. Good. Scripture is the biggest thing in yeah. this, and, and not only for yourself, but for your children as well. Right. Then at that time, when you're feeling, okay, I can come back to this situation, then come back to it and speak to your child and teach them how to speak scripture to themselves. That's so good. repetition is imperative in this. Mm -hmm. it, you don't just start speaking scripture when in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's a very difficult process. Yeah. You start ahead of time. So every morning, every night, you teach your, your kids scripture and it becomes repetition for them. It becomes something they memorize. And then you then apply it to those situations. Oh, okay. So how are you feeling? You're, there's some, you know, fear involved. And then you insert the scripture on fear or on peace or on love right there mm -hmm. in that moment. So that way they learn how to apply scripture to, to those moments in their lives. Oh, that's so good. Can you give me like an example of maybe something that 
um, maybe you've dealt with with a family or a mom and a child that the mom was feeling the anxious that came on the child. You know, like now obviously no names, but just hey, this was happening, and this is just for. Sometimes you know it's good to hear an example. Yes. So I was contacted right after the Uvalde shooting. Yeah. And um, a mom was distraught about it as of course we were and um she had contacted me because she was upset about it and it was being communicated in the house um and mm -hmm. the kids started to get really upset and fearful to go back to school and so that communication of her fear um and then her speaking to her spouse also that the kids start to pick up on that so not sure. only were they fearful of uh of what happened they started hearing what mom and dad were saying and they it started to add to their fear wow. so i had to talk to the mom and get her to a place where Yes, there was um, real danger for those children, but we also can't fear evil. Right. Because when we fear evil, we'll start to look for it. That's so true. And when we look so for good. it, yeah, so we create good. in our mind what if and worst case scenario thinking. What's the worst thing that can happen? And then we start to show our kids how to do that too. So I, we have to uh, talk her through that, good. apply scripture, pray with her, and then on purpose, especially like in those moments, you have to start thinking about the good things that God has for you. Mm -hmm. So speaking scripture Renew and the good things. Renew your mind. Correct. Really. Yeah. yeah. Start renewing your mind. And that's what she needed to do. Yes. And uh, and you're so right. That I mean, that is such a good point. Such a good point. Like they were picking up on, you know, all the things that were being said by their parents. Yes. And then they were adding to that fear and making it even more and bigger. Correct. And and just like you said, to to have this conversation and got, get her to a place to, hey, calm down. Yes. And it's so true, the other point that you were talking about, how kids pick up on things. I remember as uh, they do that when they're infants, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I saw that when, and it's been a long time ago, okay, since I had a, <laughs> had children, okay? But I remember like if I was upset about something and they were, I'm talking infants, just a baby. If I was upset or stressed about something, they would pick up on it. And then like they may, might be more crying Correct. or fussing or that kind of thing. Yes. And it's so true that you don't even have to say anything. Yes. But if you're feeling it and it's in you, it they can feel it. Their little spirits pick it up. Correct. And they're so innocent. Their little spirits pick up a lot of stuff, doesn't yes. it? Yeah, I think it's also important to be aware of um, what personality type or characteristics does your children have or does your child have. Uh, and it's going to be different from child to child. Uh, and that way you know, okay, do I have a more outspoken child, mm -hmm. strong-willed child? And that way when they're starting to maybe like speak out, be a little more aggressive, that's how you can identify it. When you have like maybe more of an analytical child, mm -hmm. uh, can tend to overanalyze, hold things mm -hmm. in, um, you'll start to see probably things more like they're isolating. And, uh, and so it's important to be able to be aware of that so you also know what your child's going through. And like you said, you pick up on things like that even as they're an infant, how they're reacting. So know your child, know their characteristics, their personality type, so that you can identify, okay, are they, are they going through something? Are they expressing fear in their way? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you, you just start noticing. You start watching. You start mm -hmm. being aware of that. 
Yeah, that, that's really good. Thank you for, because that's so, I love that point. Know their personality type. And I can say for sure, I have two daughters. You have three. They're all completely opposite. Yes. And they are raised in the same home, with the same parents, and the right. same way, but they completely respond differently. They do. Yeah. yeah. And so that is so good to know their personality and know, like, okay, this is how they respond, but something's different. Right. And like you said, the analytical, they keep it in and they hold it in and they think about it. And then you, it's like, you're, it's harder to get them to talk. It is harder. Yeah. Yes. Right? It's yeah. hard to get them to talk. Yeah, you have to be uh, consistent, uh, especially with that safe place. Yeah. Uh, that you, you're giving them time and space to speak. And the first time, a lot of times, they won't open up. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's not a failure. Right. The fact that you can sit there with them and just maybe talk to them, share with them, that's fine. Then the second time, maybe they will say something. Maybe you'll see just a little bit of emotion, and that's okay. And that's then you good. do it again and again and again, and you're building that relationship with them, that type of relationship, slowly over time. Yeah, and that's so good. Consistency and time. Yes, consistency and time and keep doing it and keep doing it and making it a habit and start it. And again, if you haven't done it, start it now and then continue to do it. And like you said, I love what you said about that. It's true. If you don't see results, you just still keep doing it. Well, this isn't working. Well, I'm sorry. You know, it's like prayer. Okay. I prayed (laughs) for that and it didn't happen. Okay. And I guess you're going to quit now. No, you're going to keep praying. You're going to keep asking, especially when you're praying for something God has said very clear in his word, right? You're standing on scripture. And in this case with your children, you're standing on scripture. You're going to keep doing it. Correct. Right? You're going to keep praying and you're going to keep asking with your kids. You know, you're, it doesn't mean, okay, well, whatever. They're just going to do what they're going to do and I don't care. And we do see that a lot yes. in parents, unfortunately, yes. that they don't care. And unfortunately, they just let them do and they give up. Right. But you can't do that. Yeah, you're pouring into their foundation. You're planting those seeds and a lot of times we don't see the harvest immediately. Sometimes we do, especially mm-hmm. if the kid's going through something and you create like this mm-hmm. part where you can like speak with them, they speak with you. Yeah. Um, the scripture, the foundation that you're implementing uh, pays off in the long run. Yes. You're preparing them for a lifetime of be able, uh, being able to handle situations that are difficult. And especially the world that we're in, Yeah, uh, there is a lot of evil going yes. on. There is a lot of yes. things that they're exposed to. Yeah. And most likely that's going to increase as they get older. So you're giving them the tools mm-hmm. to be able to implement as they become teenagers in their 20s, 30s, as adults. Yeah. And that's very important. Oh, it sure is. They can go back and think, oh, I remember this scripture. I remember mom (laughs) said this or dad said this and that kind of thing. You're building a foundation in them that is so important for us to do as parents is to build that foundation in them. And, you know, sometimes they'll do stuff and you go, no, I know that, you know, I put that foundation in them. I know Mm -hmm. what's there. And sometimes as a parent, you pray, okay, that... That, you know, fan the flame, fan the flame that's in there because I know the word of God is in there. I know what I've put in them. So bring it out, Holy Spirit, bring it out. But good points, such good points about just building that foundation with them and starting that so that they have those tools to throughout their life because you're preparing them. And I mean, the Bible talks about teaching them our children day and night, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's not easy being a parent. 
And there are no easy answers. And there's not one way to do it. And there's not a book, oh, I'm going to read this book seven successful ways. Um, well, for you, it might take nine right. for your kids, right? <laughs> and you just have to be patient, again, consistent in time, yes. right? But good points. I love that. Um, and I thought it's important, too, we talked about talking to your children in an age-appropriate manner, mm -hmm. right? So uh, talk about that a little bit, That's because that's really important when you're talking to them, right? Yes. So... The same thing that you would speak to a five and six year old would not be the same thing that you start speaking to like your 11 or 12 year old. Uh, just because you do not, uh, the 11 and 12 year old, is gonna, they're going to have a lot more exposure. Sure. Right. From people out in school, Absolutely. being out in the environment, you know, they, yeah. you know, sometimes have phones and they're yeah. exposed to. Yeah. And they know things. stuff that you think, well, I never told them that. And you're like, where did they get oh, that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they definitely know a, a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely in a, um, an age of information. Yeah. Yes. They, they have information, information. at yeah. their, their fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's better to speak with them, um, especially the older ones, you know, preteen, teenagers, um, because you want to be the one to to talk to them about it instead Absolutely. of them seeking it out from another source right. that doesn't have a godly foundation. Right. Um, so, yes, to be aware of your child's age and not to um, expose them or pre-expose them to information that they would not be able to handle. So if we're talking about like referencing again the Uvalde shooting, um, you would not want to pre-expose a young child in elementary school to maybe like the information about the shooter or um, situations in detail because little children do not know how to filter that in their mind. Mm -hmm. They're gonna start creating scenarios and then there's gonna be hypersensitivities, trauma can evolve from that. And so you wanna be cautious on um, what you're exposing them to. You can talk to them about their emotions, maybe ask them, what, what have you heard about it? You know, did y'all, what did y'all talk about? Um, and then that way you can speak to that situation directly and give them advice and give them scripture, but not to offer information that would pre-expose them and cause trauma. Oh, very good. That's very good. And like you said, especially with the uh, Uvalde thing, you don't know what they've had and you don't want to plant things. Correct. Yeah, because they don't, their little minds can't comprehend it, right? Yes. And then also be aware of, and this is going a little bit older again to the preteen and teenagers, uh, be aware of what that age group brings. So you don't want to condemn it. You don't want to say, oh, all of you are just like on TikTok, Snapchat, yeah. because then yeah. they're going to start rejecting what you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so understand where they're mm -hmm. at, understand, you know, what their friends look like and what those interactions look like and speak to that, guide them on that, train mm -hmm. them on that. So mm -hmm. that way they just don't say, oh, mom and dad are just old-fashioned yes. or they don't know what's going they're not hip i don't know what are the words they use now i have no idea right <laughs> they i don't it. even want to try it yeah i know i have no idea they use words i hear them go well, yes. i'm like what is that yeah. i've never heard that before yeah. yeah yeah and it keeps shifting and changing so it, i mean guidelines boundaries are still extremely important oh, in yeah, that for sure uh, but you don't want to shut them down so that way you still can interact with them they can you can still train them and guide them according right where they're at in their age group yeah, no, that's so good. Because, I mean, I remember my kids, or girls, especially one of them saying things, I'm going, I can't believe they just mm -hmm. said that. But you can't say that. And you can't react and you can't respond because you're like, I'm glad they said that. Yes. But then to talk to them about that. Well, where did you hear that? Tell me, you know, right. what where that came from. What are you, you know, kind of thing. But 
And you don't want to just say, because I said so. Yeah, Kind correct. of thing, right? Correct. Definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, when you say, because I say so, um, you are actually cutting off their ability to be able to problem solve. Mm. So then they grow up because mom and dad always said so. They were never able to figure it out and finish out that process wow. of figuring out how to solve a, a problem or a situation. Yeah, and then they get up, they're adults, and they get married and they're like, I don't know what to do because yeah. I can't figure it out. wonder what mom, right. I need to call my mom. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, what do you think I should know? Yes. I mean, it's okay to get godly advice, right. but you don't want to be, you know, growing up and going out into college and then, or getting married and then you're having to call mom and dad, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so you want to walk through that with them. Um, Start them on that journey. Yes, and not just just saying because I said so or shutting it down. And if you don't know as a parent, go get the information and go knowledge. Go get the, and it's yeah. okay. It's yes. okay to say, I don't know, but we'll find out yes. together, yes. right? It's yeah. okay, Yeah. Um, and again, we talked about children having a safe and open place to speak and uh, grace and space. Yeah. And they might say some things, but you want them saying those things to you. Yes, absolutely. You want to hear those things. And so how do you prepare your children for situations pra three, practically through applying scriptures to the fear and, and uncertainty? So there's um, a practical piece to things that happen, and you want them to be aware and um, have like a logical sense. Mm -hmm. So um, you let them know, hey, when you're starting to hear noises um, like gunshots or maybe people screaming, right? This is just talking about maybe different uh, okay. situations they might be in. Uh, you a practical them, yeah. example. You want to prepare your children yeah. for, you know, and it's sad that we live in a society, unfortunately, we have mm -hmm. to do that. I mean, even our safety team one time, um, this was when there was shootings at, at a church or something, they came in and were talking about just as individuals, how when we go to the grocery store as adults, Right. And we come out to get in our car that we, before we get in our car, that, and they were just doing this, you know, demonstration and teaching that we, you know, hey, as an adult, you go to the store, you're in the mall and you're in the parking lot, you're going to parking lot and you're by yourself. And even at night, it'd be even more. I'd say, don't do that. But be aware mm -hmm. of your situate your surroundings and kind of look around and just see if anybody looks strange or something doesn't look out of place to be yes. careful. So we're talking about pr for children, preparing them for situations to be practical for them without causing fear, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so an example, and I do this with my daughter too, if we are at the grocery store yeah. late, um, I have taught her, okay, let's get to the car immediately. We right. want to make sure, you know, nobody's following us. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't carry the fear and anxiety right. with so me. So she's yeah. not putting it on her, yes. right? And then, and then we speak scripture. And God says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's right. love and sound mind. Power and greater is he that is in us and he that's in the world. Yeah. And so I slip that scripture right in, apply it to the situation. And then that way she knows, oh, okay, I can do the same thing when I'm in situations like that. Because mm -hmm. it can, you know, you can start to feel it in your gut. Or maybe your heart starts being a little yeah. bit. And so yeah. that is the time to, to speak scripture. Yeah. And so that's how you practically prepare them yeah. as well as using scripture in that moment. That's good. And then uh, when you were talking about like, oh, you might hear screaming or, or gunfire, well, immediately get down. Get down, yeah. You know, immediately get down and just start praying, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, hey, and if they as little kids don't, if they just say Jesus. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. They don't know all the scripture yet because they're little, you know, I mean, like if it was a nine or 10 year old, like these kids, I mean, they've heard it, but they just said, Jesus, you know, protect me. Yeah. You know, if they just do that because they need to know and you just say, Jesus is always your protector. You give them scriptures and you keep putting those in their hearts as you're teaching them and training them. But at the moment, hey, if you can just cry out his name, yeah. you know, Correct. right? And just know that he's to protect you and call on him to protect you and keep you safe, you know? Yes. Another big uh, thing that, a big, uh, I guess, issue that I'm, I see with my clients, my young people, is that when they're feeling anxious and fearful, they hold their breath. Oh. And so when they hold their breath, they're no longer able to think things through the same because they're not getting that oxygen to their brain. Oh, wow. And okay. the beauty of our breath is that God breathed life in us like at the beginning. Amen. And so when so you can start to teach them to take that deep breath in and all the way out, mm -hmm. you want to fully release that breath. And when you're breathing in, picture God's peace going in. Picture mm -hmm. God's joy going in. Then it starts to um, take them away from what they're feeling in that moment and breathe what God has given us, the gift of breath. Mm -hmm. And then also... It actually has a, a scientific effect on our body, the physical effect, right. to where our brain can start thinking clearly. It relaxes our body, and that anxiety starts to go away. Wow. And so breath is a big thing in this. And that doesn't happen immediately. That has to be practiced over time. Oh, sure. So we do that. I, I do that in my counseling office. Uh -huh. I do it with my children. Mm -hmm. And we just practice breathing. And then we put what God says about it behind it. And it's so important. And it's so beautiful, it the effect beautiful. that it has on us. That is so beautiful. I mean, even as you were doing that, right, did you sense this peace, like just going, yeah. oh, okay, peace, you know? Yeah. So you're so right. That's so good. What a great point. Thank yeah. you for bringing that out. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah, it's powerful. It is very powerful. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. God breathed breath in us, right? Yes. I love it. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about it, but of transferring fear onto your children. Yes. We can do that. Yeah. And it, I think the biggest thing in this is to, if you are an individual that maybe gets, a, is maybe a little more hypersensitive to mm -hmm. some fears, some anxieties, mm -hmm. maybe you've experienced your own trauma mm -hmm. um, and you haven't fully dealt with it or healed from it. It, it's a good thing to go get that healing, to go and talk to someone, to process through it, to see what God says about it. And then that way, as an adult, as a parent, you can start to handle the things that will be able to, that will come up mm -hmm. with your children. Um, and then making sure, okay, if I am feeling anxious about maybe something your kid brings up or just in that day, you know, during that day, get by yourself. Take a, Do take, the a few, yeah, take a few breaths. <laughs> like yes. you said, go get in the closet. Yeah. You said that earlier. Yes. <laughs> take yourself away mm -hmm. into a place for yourself that you can just breathe and refocus and renew your mind. Yes. And you can always come back, and you had said this too, you can always come back to the conversation with your with your children. Yeah. So you can say, hold on, or yeah. let me think about that. Let me go yeah. see. Let's go see what God says about this. Yeah, that's right, and that's good. And when we're talking about scriptures, you might be sitting there going, well, I don't know any scriptures. Well, it's so easy now. 
because you can Google scriptures on fear. Yes. Okay. It is so easy. It's like, well, I don't have any. Well, guess what? You can find them by Google. Okay. It's that easy today, right? It used to not be like that a long time ago, but now it's so easy. Whatever you need, you can Google scriptures on. Okay. I need scriptures on strength. I need scriptures on fear or anxiety and facing fear and anxiety. And then write those down, write them on cards. I would write on note cards, right? That was me. That was a long time ago. I mean, I still have my note cards. If you can believe it. Okay. I still have my note cards and I've got, because I'm praying, like, especially um, when my kids were growing up, I had scriptures that I were praying over them and I would write those scriptures down on a note card and whatever I thought they were facing and I'd put their name in it, Yeah, you know, and I just say, instead of, you know, just saying, uh, they don't have, you know, uh, Chrissy doesn't have a spirit of fear. Alicia doesn't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I mean, I would put their names in it and I would pray those scriptures, you know, yeah. and I encourage you as, as parents to do that. Yes. Right. To find those scriptures and write them down. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that's even, let, let's say you're doing that on your own and you right. can even bring your kids into it and as well. Into that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You that sure will can. only help them. And maybe um, your child is having a hard time. You are starting to see signs of anxiety, signs of fear. Write a scripture down for them, or let's say they're too young to read it, uh, then speak it with them every morning, every night. That way it starts going into Into their their spirit. spirit. Yeah. And uh, you can even, if they are able to read, put it on the mirror where they brush their teeth every morning and then have them read it themselves. And then you repeat it with them later on in the day or morning and night as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you want to expose them to that. Absolutely. It's just like constant exposure. They're being exposed yep. to so many things outside of your home. Right. When they step in your in your door, in your walls, in your home, you want to make sure that they're exposed to the things of God. Amen. I mean, yes, we have a lot of highs and lows within our homes well, too. Well, of course, yeah. And you bring scripture. You bring what right. God says. Yeah. And so that's what the truth they'll be able to walk through things with. Yeah, and uh, a good point about you know, do it together too. Even if you're like, well, let's see what God says about this with your kids as they, even when they're, you know, at seven or eight, six, I mean, and they start, you can go and let, well, let's go see what God says about this and let's write it down. They might not, like you said, can read it, but you can read it to them. And believe me, even when I was praying certain scriptures over my children and I had them, I mean, I pretty much could go through all those scriptures now in my mind without even looking at a card because, you know, as you keep reading it, as you keep saying it, it's going in your spirit, like you said, and it's going to come out. That's yeah. what's going to come out. And if you don't have it in here, and if you don't have deposits that you've made within yourself of that scripture, then what's going to come out is fear. Yeah. Because you don't have anything to pull on. Yeah, correct. Right? Uh, and you think about, we go, you know, we're awake, some of us more than others on a daily basis, but, you know, there's 12 hours in our day that... And maybe limited that we're outside of our our home. Uh, It takes maybe five minutes to read over ten scriptures. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're right. right? And that's conservative. Yeah, Um, and that is yeah. In five minutes of your day, whether that's with your child or even for yourself, sure, that's going to have a huge impact on the rest of your day. That you're interacting with people, you're being exposed to things, um, and it will change the outcome of your day. Yes, it will. And it, it that you have to be able to see it because a lot of times we feel like we don't have time. 
I know. That's what we hear the most of, right? Yeah. Well, I don't have time to do that, or I don't have time. And yeah. what, when we started off by saying at the beginning, you've got to take the time with your children to hear them about this fear yes. that they're facing. Yeah. And so you're going to have to decide, yeah, we're all given a certain amount of time every day, but what are your priorities, yes. you know? And okay, your priority is getting with God, right? And seeking him and getting in his word and praying and having that inside of you so that you have something inside of you to deal with all the stuff that's happening. Yes. And then um, you've got, you know, you've got to have time to do that, but then time with your children and putting yeah. that into them. So you have to decide what's more important. Right. Also, there's um, yeah. so a couple of promptings that might be good because uh, sometimes it's hard to just ask your child, you know, how are they yeah. doing it, especially yeah. if you haven't been doing it. Okay. Um, so maybe around the dinner table or when you're picking them up from school yeah. or taking them to VBS <laughs> or summer camp. Um, uh, afterwards or uh, ask them, what was your high and low for today? Mm -hmm. What was the best thing? And then what was the hardest thing you went through today? Mm, and then good. that way you can get a perspective on like what bothers them. Mm, and when you good. figure out what bothers them, then you can start to guide them and train them. Yeah. Um, and then also it like once they're in school and uh, I always start and it's so easy. Oh, who did you sit with at lunch? Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the social time. Okay. Okay. Uh, at lunch and okay. younger kids, it's at recess. So what, okay. who did you sit with at lunch? Oh, what were y'all talking about? Uh -huh. Oh, well, were you okay with what they said? And it leads to more conversation mm. um, of getting to know your child and also what bothers them, upsets them, or makes them excited. And so those are good promptings to start to take the time to figure out who your child is, what upsets them, right? Knowing right. their personality type, right. to be able to identify when they are fearing, feeling fearful or, or anxious. Yeah, and then you can deal with that fear. Yes. Yeah. And you can give them scripture and you can pray over them specifically. Yes. And which is what we, which we're saying, this is, you know, how you deal with these, with this fear within your kids. So that's what you do. Yes. Yeah. yeah correct. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Great information. Anything else you think would be helpful for the, our ladies to hear? Uh, I think the biggest thing here is to apply scripture to your life and to your child's life. Uh, that's going to have the biggest impact, not only on you immediately, but long-term. Yeah. Um, and then also as a mom, uh, choose not to take things personal. So mm, when your so child's good. like maybe rejecting what you're saying or not speaking with you, so good. don't take it personal. Just know that you're planting seeds in order to change the outcome of their success in their life. Oh, that's so good. I'm glad you brought that out. Don't take it personal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's like, yeah, yeah I feel like you're rejecting me, but no. Very right. good. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, yes. giving these great tips to our women. I know it's going to help them. And uh, we are praying over all of our kids. We're praying over you, but we're praying over all of our amazing uh, next generation, our children. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, and we don't want to see, we don't want you as women walking in fear, and we don't want our children walking in fear. We want them to living that amazing, abundant life that God has promised in his word for us, and that's not in fear. Correct. And so we want to be walking out of that. So I, I just encourage you, if you need prayer for that, if God's showing you something, come up to us um, anytime when you're at church, or, and we'll pray for you. Um, and, but I encourage you just as Britt was sharing, get in the word, 
Google scriptures, write them down and just start confessing them with your children, with, you know, for you first, because if you're having fear, you're not going to be able to deal with a child that has fear. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you. It's great to see you. We'll get you to come again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you. I hope all of you ladies have a wonderful, wonderful, awesome day and month. And Chosen is just around the corner, and I can't wait. It's going to be here before we know it. And we love our Chosen Conference, and uh, I can't wait to see what God's going to do there. God bless you. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting ChosenEssay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.